0: Let's bring in Bryce McGain to the conversation. I was like chatting to a good cricket mind. Bryce McGain, from Australian Victorian League Spinner. You don't,
1: June Day? You
0: don't. No. I, I enjoy talking to you, and then no. I enjoy bringing in Bryce McGain. to oh. dig at you. Don't take it personally, Wayne. Oh,
1: I've got feeling.
0: I know you do. Don't. don't take it personally. Just bring in another another opinion. Okay. A spinning opinion. We've got the fast bowling opinion. Oh, now right, we're bringing okay. in a yeah, spinning opinion. If
1: you're rolling backwards. That's I good.
0: am, and I'm, I'm not sure how I'm going with it. But Bryce McGain is with us on Sports Breakfast. Hello, Bryce.
2: Good morning, Jacob. Good morning, Wayne. And... Uh... I look forward to this catch-up as well because uh, we sort of delve a bit deeper, don't we? And probably Australia have got some woes coming up that uh, that first game has had an impact with the net run rate, hasn't it? And um, they may very well be relying on Saturday night's game at the SCG with Sri Lanka and England, um, whether they get through.
1: Well, it's got to that stage, hasn't it? Um, Well, we've got New Zealand play Ireland, so you would think New Zealand are pretty safe, they'll win. Um, and their run rates just uh, extraordinary. England, as you yep. say, against Sri Lanka and Australia against Afghanistan. What, what will the Australians do? They, will they put the Sri Lankans in? What will be best for them to try and do that run rate situation? Yeah, well, it, it may very well, but I'm
2: sure those things will come into play. But I think even before that, the, the the three injuries that are the issue and what the team lineup is going to be. Um, Three hamstring injuries um, that may affect the Australian lineup, and I'm sure as they arrive into Adelaide Oval for their Friday game, Australia are going to stand there in the night game. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of uncertainty. Cameron Green should Finch not play, and Wade as vice captain steps up into the captaincy. Uh, I, I think that Cameron Green opening the batting is probably a good setup. I I'd really love to see him cut loose there, but it also adds that ability to have that extra firepower with the ball. So it may allow them to mix and match their their batting lineup. because either way, they probably need to play the extra batter so that they can keep going hard so that their run rate is good. Sending Afghanistan in and restricting them as low as they possibly can and then chasing it down quick is probably the best way to get a good impact with your run rate. Having said that, if you bat first, you bat big, and then you squeeze the opposition and bowl them out pretty cheaply, um, is also going to have a positive impact on that run rate. But sometimes, and I've seen it many times domestically, and you would have as too, Wayne, um, as teams try and manufacture things um, mm-hmm. and worry about those things that are affecting the outcome, they lose their ability to perform in the moment. And that's a real risk for Australia as they try and accelerate their net run rate. So there's a few risky things to come, I think, uh, and a few banana peels to na- navigate Um, away from to make sure that they simply just win the game and win it well.
1: What is your mail on the three injuries? I mean, I've heard that Stornis is probably the worst of them, um, and he would be a massive loss if that's the case, but have have you heard any more?
2: No, look, the the cards are pretty close to the chest. I'm trying to find out as much as I can um, as they uh, came came down from Brisbane to Adelaide. and um, Look, it's yeah, Finch is not good either with a history of um, some hamstring twinges and soreness and aggravation, uh, more tinder-based as well, um, that can hang around. So he's, he's gone through this before, but I guess the challenge that the Australians have had is the fact that they've been on the plane every after every game. So they yes, they play and then they, they pack everything up, they're on the plane and they need to get ready for their next game. And I, I don't think that helps with that sort of... Um, recovery and freshness, um, obviously it's had its impact now with these hamstrings. So Stoyness would be a big loss because that middle-order firepower, has, well, it's been absolute gold for Australia, um, that what he's been able to achieve and perform at the level. You know, he probably came into the World Cup with a bit of a question mark um, in terms of his fitness. But, um, boy, um, it's going to be a bit of a blow. probably opens the door for Steve Smith as well um, to, to slot into a role uh, that w- we... We probably need someone to be able to manoeuvre the ball around, but also hit the the boundary and over as well, not necessarily be a power hitter, but be able to hit it into those little corners of the ground and be able to run hard, turn ones into twos, and he's ideally suited to that. So should should those main batters uh, miss out, I don't think Australia lose too much with the guys that are ready to come in.
0: Bryce, I guess the broader question is if somehow Australia is able to qualify for the semi-finals, do we know if Australia is actually playing well enough to win this World Cup? I know it's their own conditions and they've got some star players that you just mentioned, but are they actually playing well enough to win this World Cup at the moment?
2: Well, I guess there's some, some vulnerabilities. We've seen that and there's a bit of a, a stop-start in, in some respect, in some players' forms, and a bit of a starter here and there. Um, I guess as as a team get towards the pointy end... Uh, I don't think there'd be another country or another team that would like to play Australia in the semi-final. I can guarantee that, because home ground, uh, home support, but the players um, can really ramp things up, and the experience in that lineup, uh, by and large, is pretty good. Cameron Green coming in would be, you know, a little inexperienced, but his form has been warranted to be there. So, uh, and look, they've played around the world in big games. Um, they've played in World Cup finals before. A lot of these players, they've played. Uh, you know, in, in finals in T twenty in IPL and their experience is, is broad and deep and, you know, I'm sure that they would con, can continue on the upward would cycle. You don't need to necessarily win every game in the group stage to to win a World Cup final, but you need to make sure you get there and that's probably the first hurdle, I think.
1: Is South Africa your favourite now? Gee, they're playing good.
2: And I, I didn't expect it. I've got to be honest. Wayne, it's a really good shout, but they are playing really well in the conditions. They've got all bases covered uh, and, and are able to do it and perform and knock over some really good outfits. Um, they're undefeated in their group and uh, they look to be a bit of a shining light. So um, the crossover, of course, would be the team that finishes second in, the, uh, in Australia's group, and that comes down to, I suppose, uh, New Zealand, who are likely to finish on top and then it comes down to England or Australia for that, that, that second spot, and then they'll be playing South Africa. So that's going to be no easy feat. But the form that they're showing, their players, um, they look really well organised, and it's pretty impressive.
1: One of the highlights for me watching has been some of the fast bowling that uh, won South Africa, and, and, and the, most countries have got at least one real tear away. But I'm still one that I would love to see Agar and Zampa in the same side. Uh, and, and I don't know, you with your spinning background, Would I don't know, what what, what do you feel about that? Well, yeah, teams do have fast and firepower, which would England and all that, but then they do have two genuine mm. spin options that mm. they can
2: use. So every team, yes, they have firepower, but they don't have, uh, and in Australia's case, you know, know, our guys aren't necessarily up in the cricket world anymore. They're just not. You know, they're sort of low 140s. We've seen guys get into the 150s and, and, and be absolute tearaway, and um, each team seems to have that. But then they have that mixture with the, the alternate spinners. Uh, generally, a left arm orthodox is in there. There's some left arm leg spin going around, and then, you know, there's some right arm leg spin and um, even off spin as well. I think you need. All those different strings to your bow to make it a complete outfit, and Australia probably sat with their strength. But I may have said to you a week ago that mm, you know, um, even Cummins, he's ranked forty in the world, Starks forty in the world in T Twenty cricket. Yeah, they're good all around. They're great Test bowlers, good One Day bowlers. But that that form line is probably a little bit older than what we're seeing right now under our nose. And when Ashton Agar came in, he was. The pick of our bowlers, um, mm-hmm. and you know it, it, that's why the combination. I, I would have to agree with you, Wayne. That it is a good combination. Will Australia do it? I don't think they will. I think they have faith in what they're doing. But I would always have two spinners in T20 cricket, two regulation spinners, not the part time. Maxwell does a pretty good job, um, but I would have two regulation spinners and mix an attack around that.
0: We're chatting to Bryce Begain. Former Australian uh, and Victorian league spinner. The T20 World Cup continues some big games over the next few days to qualify for the semi-finals. India, uh, they certainly didn't enjoy the pace and bounce here uh, in Perth, but they still look like one of the teams to beat, any team that's got Virat Kohli. But what do they do with their, their top order? Karl Rahul has struggled in this uh, tournament so far, and Rish Bapant is sitting on the sidelines. Dinesh Kartik's injury could so- solve that for India uh, without any need to make a tactical change but where is Kael Rahul yeah. and where are India at?
2: Well they're, they're just not at their best, uh, it, it took a, a monumental uh, innings by Kohli at the MCG to get over Pakistan and it was probably a game that maybe wallpapered over a few cracks in what they're, they're experiencing, it took you know, such an amazing inning so I think they're a little bit vulnerable and the, the, the pace about it is so unique and Wherever they're going, they're going to find that, and uh, that's going to be a real challenge. But they do play at the MCG to so their game. So India played two more games. So that group have have a couple of games. They got they do have Bangladesh, and that's at the Adelaide Oval. Um, that's on Wednesday, so that's on to, on tonight. And then their last game is on the Sunday, the Super Sunday of that that second group. Um, they play the late one against Zimbabwe. So you'd expect them to beat both, but they do need to come to terms with the the bouncier wicket, MCG will provide that um, as much as the the Adelaide Oval is a little indifferent in itself, but it is quicker and bouncier than what they're used to. So there is some adjustment to have. I think India will will continue to show faith and suggest that "Mm, they're our best, that's our best top order. Let's keep supporting, even though um, injury may uh, impact one of the guys, as you mentioned. But I think they'll show some faith that they've tended to do that. And it's Generally, come out on top where the faith in the player, um, they do end up performing for them. So I think that's the Indian way: is to continue to do that, and Roald Dravid um, would would ensure that and confidence in his team and and the stability that that's what's been a part of their success in recent times.
0: Well, Bryce, we spoke to you last week on uh, I think it was Wednesday. When we had two washouts at the MCG. Uh, the weather has been the a apologies bit. Apologies for that. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. yeah, you're a good. You've got a future as a meteorologist because you called it correctly. But it's a, it's been frustrating yep. that we've lost games to the weather. But the games that we have had have been outstanding. It really has been a good World Cup, hasn't it?
2: I, I've loved every moment of it, and the part that I... and I may maybe covering old ground as well. But the part that I really love is those associate nations and the next generation nations coming through and. And performing well and getting their opportunity um, the, the first rounds of the, the World Cup leading into um, the, the, the Super 12 series is um, I think absolute golden seeing some of those teams come through Ireland being able to knock off the top enders uh, in terms of England earlier on um, it's exciting to see the resurgence of Zimbabwe cricket um, Netherlands in there they're always you know, loitering with intent and they've got some terrific good young players and some experience as well so that's the exciting part for me at World Cup is having all those teams in there, and they're not that far away from the best. So uh, it's it's what makes it for me. And then when the best are, you know, duking it out, you know, the Pakistan India game, but there's so many of them, even. The England uh, New Zealand game yesterday. Um, you know there was a stage where New Zealand were chasing it down, and the, the big partnership between Williamson and, and also um, one of the leading batters in the whole competition, which is Glenn Phillips, he's flying along, leading run scorer. They were in with a massive chance, and then once they were dismissed, things sort of spluttered out, and England got the got the job done. But the, the cricket has been outstanding. Um, th- this is here to stay in T Twenty cricket. This is this is really the future, and probably can open up. Further markets into the U.S. and the the, the Northern American um, market as well in Canada and the U.S. It, it can continue to grow, and um, that's from a viewers' perspective. In the U.S., that's a really strong part of um, world cricket.
0: Hey, so uh, you would have played a lot of cricket, Bryce. Have you ever played in a day's play where twenty wickets fell? Because we saw that at the Wacker yesterday in Sheffield Shield.
2: Well, that looks like a really lively wicket at the Wacker, and that's good. I'm actually really enjoying following that game because... Uh, and I don't think I've ever seen so many ducks. I did see Mark Stickett, he, uh He bagged a pair, but uh, his bowling was absolutely outstanding um, as well. well not from a Queensland perspective, I suppose. Not so much for the home state. But, uh, look, it's, it's going to be an exciting day's cricket today. 188 runs to chase down. Is that right, Jacob? Yep,
0: 188 to win. Nine wickets for the Bulls.
2: Yeah, look, it's... Um, it's going to be a ripper day cricket. And why does the wacker keep producing that? It's just a, it's a great cricket venue that has its own unique characteristics, but um, it, it's a lively wicket that certainly does that. And what about the alternative to that, the Victoria-Tasmania, where hail and ice uh, washed out the last day? Extraordinary stuff with the weather we're having all over Australia.
0: Well, I'm glad to say weather report here in Perth is there is not a cloud in the sky and we'll get a full day's play and it'll be a day to remember whatever happens. Bryce, greatly appreciate your time. This is a great T20 World Cup and it's nice to live it through your lens. Thanks for your time this morning.
2: Yeah, we're crescendoing up right to that final series. An interesting week lies ahead of us and weekend. Um, yeah, let's keep it close on it. Good to catch up with you both
0: again. Bryce McGain joining us. Former Australian Victorian League spinner, cricket commentator these days. His perspective on the T20 World Cup.